When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to Secure the Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. It was in 2013 when my favourite TV show started airing in America. It was then seven years later, at the beginning of the pandemic, that the show started airing on Amazon Prime and reality TV changed my life. With Captain Lee, Captain Jason and Captain Sandy at the helm, Below Deck has been the saviour of reality TV for reality TV lovers. You can watch it on Hey You Season 7 has just begun of Below Deck Med. It is so exciting. And because I love Below Deck Med and I've met Sandy before and we've been speaking, there was another person and she was on the last series, Season 6 of Below Deck Med, which I think was the best season ever. And I thought, if you're starting season seven now, you've never seen it before, watch season six. And if you've never seen any of it, watch season six to get you into season seven, because it was the best series. Let me tell you what happened. You had Courtney. She's the guest on the show this week. She had an on-off thing, a friend zone thing with Z. Then you had Malia, who I absolutely love, and I'm slightly obsessed with her. Then you had David and Lloyd and their journeys. But then you had Chef Matthew and Lexi and that was incredible TV to tell me more and to talk all things below deck med because I've got so much to ask it's Courtney Veal on Security Insecure hello Courtney hello how are you I, I don't know where to begin season six <laughs> below deck med I've watched all everything I've watched below deck all those series I've watched down under I've watched yachts but then you get med and you had a couple of series and then season six came along the one that you were in and it just took off. I mean, I, I was pretty bad. I hadn't even watched many of them, like m- many of them, before I uh, before I went on to season six. But yeah, for some reason, season six just seemed to be different. Like everyone absolutely loved it, and obviously we loved it on there. But it was a bit of a different vibe, I think, to the other se- seasons. But I just think it, for some reason, just worked really well. Well, I think because in the previous series, especially like the first ever series of Below Deck, where you had. Eddie for the first time and it was like oh this is what it's like to work on a yacht and let's literally follow it and it's really interesting if you watch those first episodes again uh, it was set in 2013 the camera work wasn't great but it was very 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 basic of this is what you would do I think that was Kat who got drunk but it was very basic your series became like reality tv it was what we expect from a reality tv show having those ups and those downs and proper fights before that we'd had kind of chef Ben and Kate clash a little bit, but this had clash after clash after clash. Yeah, literally. I mean, I, I, I don't even think I was, like, ready for it, to be honest. Like, being on that boat, it was, 
yeah, it was really wild. Um, the the clashes that happened on there, and it was kind of it was pretty unexpected as well because it, it, we were like on two ends of the spectrum. I feel because we were kind of like a family vibe, but then also it was like so explosive whenever there was any kind of drama. Like it was like zero. It was like zero. Zero to a hundred, real quick. <laughs> and for those who have never seen Below Deck, just explain how the ship works because it's a ship, and then there are cameras yeah. that are rigged in it, and then you've got cameramen as well. Yeah, so it's like a yeah, it's a normal yacht. Show basically just like follows us on normal charters and stuff, but in every room there's a little camera that they've fitted, and then also there's like a camera team of like ten people always on the on, always on the yacht with us. It's pretty intense, especially obviously on boats. It's it's like quite like the rooms and stuff are quite small. When you're rushing around with guests on and you've got a camera person in your way, <laughs> it gets very stressful. And to talk to me about the guests, because the guests apply to be on it. And from what I understand is they still have to pay the super yacht prices, but they get a bit of a discount because they know it's for TV. And obviously, because it's following you guys as stewardesses and deckhands, not everything is always going to go 100% perfectly. And that's where they get their discount. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, honestly, like I've never got to the bottom of how much like they pay and stuff. I mean, they obviously pay to come on the trip, but I think it's, yeah, it's a massively discounted price. But I think a lot of them want to come on because they want to be like filmed. And a lot of them that come on are like big fans of like Captain Sandy and stuff. So, yeah, you never really know what you're going to get as guests. I'm below deck led. A lot of the guests have been on like yachts and stuff before and had that kind of service, but a lot of them haven't. So like, I think they're just as shocked as us sometimes when like we're doing like these fancy dinners and like what fact that the chef wants to do a seven course meal and things. Um, yeah, a lot of them are like I've literally never experienced anything like it, and they're not really from that lifestyle. So it's quite, yeah, it's quite crazy to watch the different guests that come come on board. But the one thing all the guests do at the end is tip. And the tips sometimes vary. Sometimes it's like $22,000. Sometimes it's like $12,000. And that's what is the important thing is that tip money. So that <laughs> when it, when you get those tips, that is, I presume, part of your income of being on the show. That You get to keep that money. It's not just for TV. You get to keep the money. Um, yeah, the tips are real, which thank God. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's not. It, yeah, we, we, we get to keep all that. We obviously get a salary as well for being on like any yacht. Um, like a monthly salary, like a normal job. Um, and then, yeah, the tips are obviously an extra little bonus, which is always nice. <laughs> so what about the TV show then? Do you not get paid to be on TV on top of working on the ship? Or is it more of a privilege to be on the TV show as well? Because that's your own exposure. The first season that you do is very similar to like a normal yacht salary, maybe a little bit more. But obviously you need, you don't need them. But if you ask for too much money, then they'll be like, nah, we'll just use another person because I feel like at that point you kind of need them more than what they need you if you really want to go on it or whatever the more seasons that you do I think that you can obviously ask for more money and stuff because obviously by that point hopefully they need you more than what you need them <laughs> you'd think that you'd get paid a bit more for being on TV but you don't really well also the problem is is that once a series airs so for example this year we just had Below Deck Down Under the first ever time it was set in Australia with Captain Jason that finishes yeah. and we've got a two week break and now we're into season seven of Below Deck Med with Captain Sandy. That will then run for around 20 weeks. Then it'll be a two-week break. And then it's another Below Deck main series of Captain Lee. And so it's always rotating. That whole Below Deck carousel is always going. There's still another new season's coming along. Whereas obviously with Love Island, you get like a, a year break between the series. And so you've got time to be the Below Deck star. But you've always got someone in waiting for you when you're doing Below Deck. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you get, yeah, you get, it's like, it's a hard one because as you say, yeah, it just, it kind of just 
keeps going around like a roundabout with all these different below decks. So they've got, you know, they've got a big choice. They've got a big um, kind of group of talent, um, well, class of talent, I guess, yacht crew, um, that they can use. So, I mean, yeah, you you just you kind of you do have to stand your ground a bit, ground a bit with them, but I mean, depends on who you're speaking to. And obviously, all of the different below decks are like they've got different managers and stuff and different directors. It's all obviously under the same belt. They're all different people, so it, it depends on who you like talking to and all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, it, it, it's good exposure, but it, it, it's very much like you're kind of old news <laughs> after after like two weeks after the show finishing, really. For you, it's your job. You know, you work on yachts, and we'll talk about that in a bit, and we'll peel about that later, about actually you on, in the yachting industry. But when you are on a show like that, and you also become a reality star, you're also fighting with a show like Love Island, let's say, that's massive in the United Kingdom for that audience, whereas a below-deck franchise is a very worldwide thing, but a much smaller audience because it's for streaming websites on Peacock, on Hey You, or Bravo's uh, streaming sites. It depends where you actually consume it. So where do you fit into that reality TV landscape then as a Courtney Veal yourself? Honestly, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out, to be honest. I mean, you're very right, like, as in the audience, is, it is quite different, and it's only really, like... Bodeck Med is actually only really getting that quite bigger now um, in the UK, like this past year. Like three seasons have gone on to Netflix now in the UK, so hopefully a couple more do soon. Um, and then I think in January they started uh, playing season six on like normal Channel 4 at 8pm before Megan Chelsea, which was obviously great. You know when the show is being like, like recently being added to like a streaming website or like amazon or whatever because you get start getting obviously more and followers and messages and uh like like about random stuff that has happened on the show it's difficult i think especially in the uk like obviously the show is a lot bigger in um america so whenever i am home in the uk it's always a very different vibe to like if i'm in fort lauderdale in america or wherever i'm like way more kind of well known there it's definitely growing because more and more, i'm getting it like more and more people are like obviously n- knowing the show now and becoming like quite big fans of it and stuff so i honestly i think i'm still figuring all that but the whole reality t- tv star kind of thing i think i'm also i'm still figuring out myself to be honest well i think it's quite interesting because uh, you know as a showbiz journalist myself it's always interesting to think when you get a show like celebs go dating or celebrity big brother and they try and put someone from each type of genre of tv as representation for that genre or that tv show onto a show it's always interesting mm-hmm. obviously you usually get like on steps dating you'll have a made in chelsea person a tarry person a love island person it'll be interesting to see what below deck now does of and you know you're only one of very few british people so does it give you access to those british tv shows like celebs go dating if you wanted to go on it now because of that exposure and because below deck med as you've said it's on e4 at 8 p.m certain times during the year people are now getting to know about that series yeah well i mean that's what i'm hoping like so i'd love to go on celebs go dating <laughs> it's one of the uh, shows that's pretty up there with ones that i'd like to go on but yeah i mean I'm, I'm hoping so like i think i feel like the more kind of websites and streaming websites and stuff it gets on and like the better times it gets on like before things like made in chelsea and stuff obviously it helps so yeah i'm really hoping that the fact that it's growing in the uk is going to open more doors for me here like here in the uk because I do, like, I've obviously grown up here, so, like, for me, I I'd, I want to focus my life here and kind of grow here. So getting on shows like Let's Go Dating and, like, Big Brother and, you know, like, all that kind of stuff, like, would obviously be amazing. So I am hoping that it just starts to open some doors for me like that, but I think it's one of those things where you kind of have to be, you have to bide your time, but then you also have to, like, like ex- be 
uh, like kind of pounce at the right times as well, you know, when like it's on the screens and stuff, because that's obviously the, the most time for exposure when everyone's kind of talking about it. Well, it's true, but also you've got to be yeah. in the country at the right time and, like you said, speak yeah. to the right people at the right time. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think um, one regret I do have, well, not really regret, I think I was working on a yacht um, whilst Below Deck Med Season 6 came out on TV, like, premiered and stuff i had always had really bad signal because i was in the middle of the, i was in the middle of like the ocean and like i was trying to do like podcasts or like interview calls on the phone i was trying to do um you know like chat shows with like andy cohen and stuff and i was always on a on, on a boat either like on trip with guests or um not but still like at anchor or whatever so like i was using like literally i did an interview um like a live interview on tv it was a zoom one um, I did it on the anchor of my yacht, my yacht, but the yacht that I was on, and using like the anchor light as my like as my uh, camera light, basically. So I thought it looked fine, and then I watched it back when I actually got home, and I literally just looked like a big orange ball. In the, and it was like super windy, and oh god, yeah, no. So it was. It, I think I don't think I really uh, pounced as much as I should on the different opportunities uh, at the time, but. Obviously, when I was I was I was already in yachting before the show, you know. So for me, it was kind of like I wanted to get back to normal. And they also a big kind of rumor with the whole below deck thing is that they say it's really hard to get the normal yacht job again after doing the show. So I think for me, I was I went home for Christmas after it, and then I was so nervous kind of that I wasn't going to get like another job on a boat that I wanted to have a job by the time the show came out if you know what I mean so um I just yeah I did it got a new job and then I was kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit because I just couldn't really do many, any kind of interviews or like chat show things and stuff like that so it was pretty frustrating but is it weird to go onto a normal boat after you've done a show so when the cameras aren't there and you're literally having to do that day-to-day job, but without any production values to it. You're just doing the job for the job. Is that weird for you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely weird. Like, I think, yeah, it was, it was definitely strange. I think, again, you get used to it just as quick as you get used to the cameras, to be honest. Like, you get on a boat and there's no cameras, and you're like, right, like, you know, kind of normal reality life. Um, but honestly, sometimes I'm, I'm literally, I, there were times when I was sat there in, like, the crew mess, and I'd be thinking, oh, my God, if there was cameras here right now, it would be... A, it would make one hell of like a season because like like that's the crew drama and stuff really does happen on boats and like that it's all very real. So like a lot of like and on nights out crew nights out and stuff, I'm literally thinking, Oh my god, imagine if there was a camera here. Um so yeah, it's quite funny really going back to a normal boat after doing a season on below deck. So Well this yeah. is, this is the thing with reality T V is that a lot of the time and we know it with Love Island for example, a producer will say, you know, why don't you have a conversation with that person? Or, you know, that person said that about you. Why don't you call them out on it? And we know in your series of Below Deck Med, you know, you and Z had a lot going on, as I said, with Lexi and Matthew, and then it kind of became Lexi and everyone. How much mm. did the producers get involved in that? Or was that all just natural because it's on a boat and you can't help it because it's such a confined space? Yeah, I mean, it was all, it was all very natural, you know. Like, me and Z, when we, when we got drunk, we just, like, we're on a kind of the same vibe and we just were always dancing. So then... Obviously, yeah, like, um, yeah, we kissed, but then we we kind of knew, like, the only really way that it got kind of interfered with was, I think, was because we both said, like, kind of after it that we were like, it was more, it was definitely just friends, and it was just like a kind of tequila drunken kiss. Obviously, they can edit the green screen interviews kind of a lot, so it was it was slowly kind of made out to be kind of this boatman's like kind of love story for the season, and like, 
Um, so yeah, when I watched a couple of them back, I was thinking, mm, like I wasn't saying that about that situation, but you know, they kind of made it look like I was talking about Z or like, you know, different things like that. I mean, it's you know, it's a reality TV show. They have to like make the entertainment, and there's usually always romance. So I think they had to kind of work with what they had, <laughs> and I think they knew that it was the only kind of romance ish thing was going to be the whole me and z search so but yeah and then and we had like the god the matthew and the lexi situation they just really hated each other like and they were both very explosive people so i mean honestly like cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Production didn't need to kind of do anything or stir the pot because it was already like happening so explosively. They never tell you what to do or what to say, you know, like, yeah, at all. They are good in that way, but I do think it's, and I think it's the stress and the confinement of the art um, and the season, which kind of like really adds, like, makes it kind of happen. But um, yeah, as I say, they can obviously they can obviously like pick and change what they what green screen bits and what camera like what kind of video bits that they want in different places to make it look more juicy, you know. Well, because it's not a reality TV in normal sense. Do you have access to things like therapy and you know what is their duty of care like? Because I can't imagine you have a therapist that comes on board each week to check on you because you're just doing your normal job you wouldn't have that in a normal job so why do you have it just because it's a tv show but likewise it is a tv show yeah yeah no it's a good that's a very good point actually i know we didn't have any kind of like therapist like therapist stuff you know obviously um season six it was very covid so we had a doctor came on every like three days and gave shoved the thing up our nose to do a test um like a swab and like that was kind of it oh they they obviously they uh they check on you prior they do like a mental kind of health check prior to the show and then they also do one at the end they give you a call about like a few days after we finished everything like after we've wrapped everything and then you know when we've been home for a few days and kind of settling back into normal 
life you get like you have a phone call with like a really nice doctor and she kind of speaks through everything to make sure like you're feeling okay and like I think we're we also get that we can also get that after the show's been aired as well I think um if I remember correctly yeah so after the whole thing's been aired or like the reunion and everything I'm pretty sure we do have a, we can have we have the option to have another call basically with her it's like a video call just to kind of make sure we're okay I think I cried on all of mine. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> just bawling my eyes out on this call from this doctor. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they 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 are good. They do care. But no, there isn't like a therapy that comes on, a therapist that comes on every week. Well, look, let's talk about you, Courtney. So let's go back now. We've talked about Below Deck and we know everything now. So let's go back and talk about you. Why yachting? How did you get into this? I've been basically like traveling and working around different places around the world since I was 21. I literally turned 21 and then I left for Australia. And honestly, like the past, God, six, seven years, I have done every job you can think of. I've like traveled to like so many places and worked everywhere that I've been. Like I worked, traveled around like working for accommodation and different, like around Bali and stuff. Um, I worked in Disneyland Paris, like a face character, which was fun. I did lots of different things, which are all great. Um, but I never really lasted out there longer than six months. <laughs> and then um, when I was doing my final year in Australia, I started working on like boats. The first time I went to the town, I knew that I wanted to work on boats. So I started working on boats, very like a lot smaller catamarans and sailing yachts and stuff. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was just me and a captain. It was very chill, you know, we'd be in like our bikini, like our swimmers. And then I'd do all the cooking, I'd do the deck stuff, I'd do the stew stuff, but um, I'd be doing all the chef stuff. So, you know, it was very different vibes, but um, I really loved it. And I loved the place that I was at. Funnily enough, it's actually where they started filming, uh, they've started doing Below Deck Down Under. <laughs> um, literally, that's where I lived in that town that they used and stuff. So I was doing that, and then my visa basically was coming to an end in Australia, which I was, like, heartbroken about. But I was like, right, I actually need to figure out how I can, like, keep travelling. Maybe kind of, I really like the whole boat idea. So I was like, maybe, you know, get on the yacht, proper yacht. And, yeah, see if I can just stick to it for longer than six months, basically. And then, so I came home, I did my FTCW, I did all the things that you needed to do, and then I literally just flew to Antibes in the south of France and um, basically lived in a crew house for a couple of weeks until I found a job. Did a lot of day working, um, a hungover day working there, just add, not what you want. Yeah, and then I waited basically until I got a job, uh, like a full-time job, and then did that and was on my first boat, I think, alone for like 10 months um, and then left there and went on to another boat. Um, yeah, it just kind of went on from there. You spoke about your yeah. qualifications <laughs> and on Malia's podcast, Totally Ship Show, she spoke about the qualifications as well and the investment inside. It seems to me you need to have, as you go up the decks, excuse the pun, um, Lots and lots and lots and lots of qualifications, and I presume with that comes a lot of study time, but also the expense to that because you're almost investing in your career, but you've got to pay for these qualifications as well financially as well as uh, timely. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, even getting into the industry, you know, it's very expensive to begin with, and you're kind of thinking, oh god, what am I doing? Like, is it going to be worth it? Am I going to make it back? Because you know, even the FTCW course, I did it in Australia, and at the time it was like one thousand two hundred dollars, and then all the other courses and like medical yeah they all cost uh, a lot of money so and then yeah and then obviously as you say the further that you kind of go in the industry and the higher you want to get the more courses you have to have under your belt which obviously yeah all cost money and obviously yeah Malia she's on the deck side and she's going up to like officer and captain 
and they're really like big money and a lot of study time and yeah like a lot of exam time so it's a big it's a big commitment and I mean you're you're always going to make the money back in yachting because yachting is really obviously a great career for money so yeah you're you're always going to make it back but it is a lot and it is quite overwhelming when you first then start doing it and start paying out all this money for a job that you don't even know if you're going to like <laughs> that's so interesting that's so interesting so then below deck comes how did that happen Below deck, so they always message on Instagram, like they see yachties and they message and they're like, oh, we think you'd be great for the show. We don't know if you heard about it, like it's whatever. And basically, the the, the rumor in yachting is that if you do below deck, it's like a career ender. Which I think now I'm like that's absolute bull because <laughs> didn't affect me in the slightest and like didn't affect anyone from my season in the slightest either. So I think it's, it's more just like the people who have been bad at their jobs on previous seasons. Obviously they're not going to get a job after it because they just exposed how bad they are at their job. They were messaging me, messaging me, and I did, I didn't want to do it basically if I was going to be bad at the job. So I kept saying no for like two two and a half years maybe. Kept saying no, and then I was on this boat and my ex boyfriend really annoyed me and we kind of broke up and I was like leaving the boat and I was honestly that mad that I literally messaged and I was like hey so just you know I'm yeah uh, happy to do it if or happy to you know to come in for, like do casting stuff whenever you're next casting the next season and she was like oh great and then it went on from there basically I had an email in a few days and then it's a full like casting process you have to go through like three or four um cast like interviews with like 10 different people on a Skype video call with you and then they can't you so they can see you but you can't see any of them so it's quite uh, daunting really but yeah so and it just went from there and I made it and the next minute literally they were like yeah so you've got through like we can you it's going to be these, these days that we start and honestly I was so scared I was so nervous that's how it happened and then you became a third stewardess and then went up to being a second stewardess yes so yeah, I was the third stewardess to begin with. Um, Katie did that because she didn't. Uh, my so basically the resume that I had on file was from like a few months prior to when I actually started on the show. And in that few months, I worked on a quite a really prestigious, really big yacht and kind of like uh, improved a lot. I did a lot more service and stuff because you can't really be a second second stewardess unless you've got like service experience. And I didn't really at the time prior to this. Yeah, Katie obviously looked at my resume and thought, who's got more experience in service? And like, and to be honest, I didn't even have the confidence. I was like, yeah, like she can have second. I'm quite happy with third. So yeah, season kind of went on. Like Katie obviously liked to swap and change it around, like letting us do different things. So I guess I kind of disproved myself and did a good job. And then uh, yeah, she made me second, which was nice. And so when you do that and you become a steward, there's always mm-hmm. a thing about getting females into yachting. Does that pigeonhole you once you do that, or are you? then able to still move around the other types of jobs like being a deckhand for example because we're always talking about getting females into yachting yeah i mean no yeah you, you can like it's uh well you can it's just hard like once you go on a boat as a stewardess it is hard to like get out of that because a you have to take a full you have to take it like it so but i did this so i went so after um after below deck med like uh, filming and whatever I went home for Christmas and then I went home I went on to another boat just for a little bit as a service to just like six weeks I was looking for a deck job basically and uh yeah I got a job on a 75 meter yacht as a deckhand personal trainer and um but even that like it, it was hard to do because although you've got experience in yachting it's basically like well in stewardessing um it's like a whole new kind of job so you have to kind of start from the bottom you have to very much like put your ego to the side to the side and kind of 
you know, like prepare yourself that you're not going to know what this, as much as you didn't know about uh, stewardessing and like that people will kind of see you as just a stewardess that thinks that they want to be on deck because that, 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 that also happens as well. Like, you know, the stewardesses um, or stewards, they see uh, like the deck hands always like, you know, on the jet skis and whatever with the guests or like doing tender runs or like practicing how to drive the tender in the like beautiful sunshine and they're inside like washing up or like changing beds and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of stewards and stewardesses do think that they want to be a deckhand, and then they actually get to doing it, and they hate it, and they go back to, um, they go back to stewarding. So that does happen. So I think that also is in the back of people's minds when they do hire somebody who's come from the interior team, just because they think, you know, they, they there's always that worry that then there's you know the grass is always greener kind of thing. But yeah, I did it, and I did I you know I did find it pretty hard to begin with, and you know I was the only girl on the deck crew and stuff and even that's kind of an adjustment because you're kind of so used to having your girls on board or your boys or whatever and then yeah like moving and it, they're very much it was like very much like a brotherly kind of pack um and then like I was just like this newbie who was the girl and like which shouldn't be a thing but it just kind of is and I'm also five foot four like obviously not as strong as them they were all like six foot and I was so like even like you know getting the, the railings on and off the boat and stuff I could obviously carry a lot less than them I couldn't reach things so it, there's a lot of factors to it which kind of makes it tricky to move but I mean it's definitely possible and I think if, if you know in your heart that you're in, you're on the wrong team when you're in the interior then you know you know it's like any job if you feel like you're not doing what you're passionate like what you enjoy so definitely possible I think you just got to kind of have faith basically and wait until the right boat who is ready to give you the chance to be honest. So where are you now then where are you now in your yachting journey then are you interior or are you exterior? Uh, no, I'm exterior, yes. Yeah, so I made the change to deckhand and absolutely loved it. So, yeah, for the past uh, over a year now, I've been doing different deckhand jobs here and there. So I did the, my, yeah, my first job was on a 75 metre um, and that was for about eight, eight months. And then um, did another little job as a deckhand and a few, I've done a, a couple of little kind of temporary jobs here and there. So, yeah, it's it's good. I, I, I do, I way prefer it. Like I love being like out in the outside like doors i like the sunshine on me i like being like quite you know more active kind of like strenuous work rather than like don't get me wrong being in the interior is strenuous and you get a lot of steps in and it's a lot of running around and doing the beds is actually quite strenuous but i just i just prefer personally being out on the water and swimming and jumping in the you know having to do the jet skis every day and all that kind of stuff so yeah i definitely preferred it well forget about the jet skis what about the slide the infamous slide Oh God, yeah. Well, to be honest, I've only I've only been on a couple of boats so far that I've had slides, so it's not actually that much of a common thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are an absolute nightmare. Like I hate the slides. I don't. Yeah, I don't, like I think to be honest, that's another thing that I think I like. The low deck will always make sure that they have a slide, just because they know that it'll get to the deck hands. Because it just really, it just it's just like time consuming in the day, and you know, it just it really kind of affects the day massively. So. Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a below-deck thing that they will keep forever going. <laughs> well, talking of below-deck, Season 7 is just about to begin. Can we see you making a return to below-deck ever? I mean, there's a lot of rumours going around that I'm coming back, but um, I guess everyone will just have to watch and wait and see. Maybe, you know, halfway through somebody might get fired, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs>
That was Courtney Veal. Oh, Below Deck Med. It's one of my favourite programmes. You've obviously got Below Deck. Then you've got Below Deck Med. And then you've got Below Deck Down Under. And then Below Deck Selling It, which, which we don't talk about. Um, Below Deck Down Under, which was recently on air on Hey You, was brilliant with Captain Jason. But you can't get better than the Captain Sand and Captain Lee series. Oh, they're so good. Netflix, Prime, Hey You, Bravo, Peacock, wherever you watch it, go and watch it because it is absolutely amazing. And thank you to Courtney for indulging me. It's always funny when I do interviews like this because I'm a showbiz journalist at heart. And so you sometimes start with the journey and you know what we're like on this podcast. It's, you know, tell me about your beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. How did, you know, what was your childhood like? Where did it all come from? And then you get the people that I fangirl and it's straight in with the bullet point questions tell me this tell me that i need to know everything i need to know everything but absolutely love courtney so thank you to her for doing it for me um she didn't say she was gonna um you know help me with malia yeah i need to try and get someone else then to help me contact malia then uh you've been listening to security and security with me johnny seaford if you've liked what you heard on itunes please go down give it a five star rating and leave a review it's really important you help me say it's okay to not be okay on spotify security and security podcast give it a five stars there and on Instagram at Skinny and Skip Podcast at Johnny C. But just let me know you've listened to it because I'd love to know that you listen to it. And I'd love to know that I've got friends through you who watch the same TV as me because sometimes it can feel quite isolating. You know, a show like Below Deck Med, I watch religiously on a Friday morning, but it comes out on a Monday. I choose Friday to watch it, but equally, it might take you six months to watch it or a year to watch it. It's not like Love Island that we all sit down every single night and we watch it together in the, as a community at 9 p.m. So do let me know you're watching it, and then we can talk about the show and talk about season seven. Anyway, you've been listening to Skinny's Care of Me, Johnny Seifert. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.